you nostalgic teen gamblers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, but I'm going to let it ride and see them again. <laughs> you can find like, more like about gambling. this show <laughs> and I'm others like, like it. Yes, yes. Let it ride. <laughs> uh, and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Is It Classic, Does It Rock, where we pick a band or artist and go through their discography album by album, track by track. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves, and I mean force ourselves, because <laughs> I was on a real doozy recently. Yes, you were. Force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, hosted by Dusk, Dusk, Dusk versus Tweak. Did you like that? <laughs> yes, loved it. I'm, work- I'm workshopping some things. And previously on X-Men, where we look back at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This week we're discussing episode 221, Everybody's Talking About It, and 222, Baby Makes Five. Baby Makes Five. <laughs> Nick, should we uh, should we mention like that we're not in the same room? Yes, Kendra, I I think we should address, address <laughs> should address that. it. You might be able to tell uh, that it, it sounds like we're not in the same room, and that is because sadly uh, I moved uh, to yeah. to a, a whole different state. And what makes me sad about that is I thought we were going to be able to record together one more time before you left. Yeah, but then the world went crazy. The we world went crazy, to. so there's, we ne- never got a tender. There's a uh, there's a, a pandemic on that we're friends and all that. There's a pandemic on right now. So if you're listening to this, like in 10 years, hopefully we're well and truly past this awful, awful time. Um, But uh, and also catch up with the podcast because we're probably in CW years by then. I know. Hopefully, hopefully we are. Um, So anyway, bear with us as we're as we're you know, this is our first episode that we're, you know, not filming or not filming, but recording together. But I am literally phoning it in right now. Uh, so we'll be, you know, working out some kinks, but we're we're happy to still still be here talking about 90210. That's right. So let's get into the West Beverly Blaze. I would love to. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. These episodes originally aired February 6th and February 13th of 1992. Uh, on February 14th, James Eckhouse turns 37, just six years older than Gabrielle Carteris. <laughs> If you are wondering, <laughs> only wow. six well, years. So Gabrielle, Gabrielle Carteris is closer in age to the Walsh parents than yeah. she is to like Brandon and Brenda. They could like date and it wouldn't be weird. It's probably It'd weird that I it said It would be that. more socially acceptable if she dated Jim. No, no, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you were bold enough to say it. Here's something else that's upsetting. I am 37 right now, so I'm Jim Walsh's age. Yeah. Yep. That's That's all. That's all. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> when you started watching the show, you were yeah. younger than Brandon. I was. And now yep. you're as old as Jim. I've uh, become James Walsh. Also, on February 14th, 1992, Wayne's World premiered. Have you seen Wayne's World? Party time. Excellent. That's all Wayne's I know World. about Wayne's World is th- that Par- line. Party time. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, okay. You've never seen like the, the sketches on SNL or anything like uh, that? I may have like once, but... Wow. Not not super familiar with it. I rem- I have a memory of it because for some reason, we had the VHS in our house growing up, like on our shelf. I I don't think my parents ever watched it. It doesn't even seem like a movie that they would watch. But for some reason, it was mm. on our shelf, and I would just like see it there and be like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's you know, you're too young to watch it." Huh. Very strange. Very strange. That is strange. Okay. The number one song for most of February of 1992 was I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Oh. You remember this song? You know what? When I, in 1992, um, my friend Allison Pierce, shout out to Al, uh, she sang, she said like, I'm too sexy for lunch or something like that. And she got a detention (laughs) because because of this song. Wow. So that's all. I'll always remember that. That's intense. It is. Uh, also in February, 
1992, big event. I uh, I love this. Every several years, we get the Olympics, and this was the 1992 mm. Winter Olympics in Albertville, France. I'm not saying that right, but it's Probably not Albert. Not, no. It's not Albertville. I know. I that. wish it was Albertville, okay. France. This was the. This seems wrong. The 16th Olympics. That can't be right. It's XVI. No, I... That's 16. Hmm. That can't be right, but whatever. That's that's what uh that's what I found. So oh, this okay. was from February 8th to the 23rd of 1992. Uh some highlights from the Olympics. We were talking we should have talked about this last week because we had our sports episodes last yes, week. Yeah. Um we sure and did. we talked about figure skaters, but Christy Yamaguchi of the United States and Midori Ito of Japan became the first persons of Asian descent to win Olympic medals in figure skating. Really? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Christy Yamaguchi is uh, she's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Second only to Michelle Kwan, oh, as I, re- I mentioned uh-huh. last time. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, Midori Ito became the first woman to land a triple axel in Olympic competition. Speed skater Bonnie Blair of the United States won both the 500 and 1,000 meter events uh, for speed skating. And the uh, Olympic mascot for these games was Magique. And it was a little imp <laughs> in the shape of a star and a cube. Oh, that's so cute. I know. It sounds cute. I'll have to look up you, a picture of it. And then make some for your Etsy store. Yes, for my Definitely. Etsy store. I know. Yeah. I need to use this time of uh, not, because I'm a teacher and all the schools are closed currently. Uh, yeah. So I need to use this this time, uh, put it to good use. I mean, I'm working still at the school, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the one of the sad things... I mean, this whole pandemic is is truly, truly awful. But the Olympics are supposed to be Agreed. this June, and they are yes. now postponed, and that just just pushing pushing them back a year. At this, as we record, that's what I've heard most recently. Oh, have you? Back okay. A year. Mm-hmm. It crushes me. Yeah, it crushes my. According to the New York Times. But we endure. Nick, let's go beyond the zip code. Well, our good friend Jason Priestley uh, in 1993 was playing the role of American lawman Billy Breckenridge in the Western Western film Tombstone. The film included legends of the screen like Charlton Heston, Kurt Russell, and Robert Mitchum. The film also starred uh, noted onset problem Val Kilmer <laughs> as Doc Holliday. For more on Val Kilmer, tune into Three Nice Things, where I recently joined Eric in Ensville Games to discuss the spectacularly awful film The Island of Dr. Moreau, starring Val Kilmer and a deranged bloated Marlon Brando. It was <laughs> listening to you guys harrowing. talk about it, I was just like, what is this movie? Like I just it's, what is it? It's crazy. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare both behind the scenes and what you see on screen is a nightmare. And this was a hard episode of Preview Nice Things because Ensville Games, he liked it. Yeah, he did. He was he liked it. You know, I can't fault him because so I, I real mean things to say. There are several movies that I enjoy that people say are truly bad so well I, I mean i had to i guess so in, in 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 an effort to be courteous i had to curtail just how much i hated this movie but i can tell you and our listeners here on 902 and here we go uh papa hated it <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was garbage from the like seizure inducing opening credits all the way to the end i thought it was <laughs> Just well, horrible. don't give it all away here. Tune in to, to three nice things. Yes, go find three nice things. That's um, what, I, mean, I didn't. I, a, I didn't know Jason Priestley was in Tombstone. I he sure I was. Don't yeah. think I've seen that movie. Billy Breckenridge. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. Well, he's there with Val Kilmer, who's crazy. <laughs> all right, let's find out who's living in Beverly Hills this week. Our synopsis for our first episode, everybody's talking about it. It's Andrea versus the school board when she pushes a program that would make condoms readily available in schools. While Donna sides with Andrea, her intense mother, Felice Martin, is adamantly opposed. It's Felice Martin. Felice Martin. She is, I'm, I'm just, this, I don't think this is a spoiler, but I'm just going to tell you. She's one of the recurring characters because she is a sloppy mess like this whole she is just she's all over the place she's all over the map you'd always know you're gonna get a crazy time 
And this episode really kicked it off right. Uh, the guest cast includes a lot of recurring faces. Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver, Angela Espy as Jackie Taylor, Joey Tata as Nat, Denise Dows as Ms. Teasley, and Andy Hirsch. And this is his final appearance as John Griffin, which is confusing to me because it's also his most prominent and yeah. sort of sets up a little – it sets up more of a relationship between him and Andrea, but we yeah. never see him again. So Great. I don't know. And as we mentioned, Catherine Cannon debuts as Felice Martin, her first of 40 appearances in the role, making her one of the most regular recurring characters in the series. As you recall, Steve's mom was only on, I want to say, 12 episodes. So uh, one of the bigger recurring roles here. If you remember, we met Donna's mom once, played by a different actress and named Nancy Martin. Yes, this was in the... uh... The yeah, fashion the show, co- the coke fueled fashion yes. show, yes, <laughs> yes, where Jackie Taylor is like doing crack in the bathroom and then stumbling around the stage. It's pretty, yeah, <laughs> uh, Outside of nine hundred two and oh, Catherine Cannon is probably best known for playing May Whit- Woodward on the show Father Murphy. She also was a regular guest actor for decades, including uh, recurring on the show uh, Matlock and an appearance on the original Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. All right, should we get into it? <laughs> Thank you. Let's do it. <laughs> Just, you know, repeating for yeah. for dramatic emphasis. Yeah, I like it. It was Here dramatic. We... <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we start at the Walsh home. They're watching the news. Um, and there was this... What what was happening on the news? Something about sex. <laughs> yes, it was... I mean, because because they're talking about this new this new program, like the schools, they, they were doing like a sex survey and stuff. And they, they were going to they were going to be like interviewing students and things. So you see Andrea walk by and it's just kind of a teaser for what's to come. Right. Uh, Bre- Brandon was also there, but he uh, he doesn't make it onto the news. No. Nope. Um, Dylan tries to go up to Brenda's room and get in bed with her. That doesn't happen. No. Dylan and Brenda are making out though and they make andrea and brandon very in front of brandon yeah yeah they make yeah they make them pretty uncomfortable the way they're uh they're kissing i can honestly say never in my life never in my life have i made out in front of another person but if i was going to it would not be a blood relative (laughs) all right at school andrea says that um, the parent association meeting is going to be at the Walsh house. And they're going to be, I guess, voting on this or talking about this um, new thing she wants to do where they want to make condoms available uh, for students. Uh, Griffin makes fun of Brandon for not being on TV um, because I guess he was on TV. uh and he's jelly. I'm just going to say that right yes, now. He he's is, a little jealous sure. of uh, I think he's jealous of Brandon and Andrea. Yes, I think so. Okay. Kelly is annoyed at seeing David and Donna together. I don't know when she's going to get over this, but I know. this is her her new thing. She's just annoyed at them. Um then Mrs. Teasley walks it's up. This and her her relationship with Steve. This and her relationship with Steve are things that like just need to go away. And we're done with it. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so Mrs. Teasley walks up and breaks the bad news that they're not going to be able to do the survey that they wanted to do. Right. Um, because they think it's inappropriate, I guess. Like some of the questions they read off later about like, have you ever done this? Do you have an STD? Like pretty personal questions. And I guess, yeah. Uh, the school deemed it inappropriate. I, it sort of seems to me like what happened was they they approved doing this sort of abstractly. And then when it came down to pencil the paper and they read the questions, they were like, wait, what? No, 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 no. Abort. Abort. <laughs> so. Um, so this this makes Steve sad because now he says he actually has to read A Brave New World. He was planning on <laughs> missing that class for to take the survey and now he has to read it. <laughs> Have you read A Brave New World? No. I've never read I it. I haven't actually, but I think it's on our book club schedule for this year at the library. Oh, so, you nice. Know, assuming we open we open again i might read it then nice uh the gang is mad that adults don't care what kids have to say basically uh they want to be able to to share what's going on in their lives and andrea starts going on about stds and how you know they you know that's why we need condoms and blah 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 and i also wrote here that griffin is definitely into andrea he's just like all over her this episode. And for good measure, I'd like to add that Brandon, also jealous of John and Andrea. Yes. 
So, yep. A lot, a lot of stuff's happening. I keep saying John. You keep saying Griffin. I know. We're talking about the character John Griffin. <laughs> same okay. Same character. Same character. So at the school board meeting, <laughs> I wrote here. I used to have. I probably still do somewhere. Uh, my mom used to collect clown statues. What? And yeah, just like porcelain, like little clowns. Anyway. Andrea, Andrea in this scene is dressed exactly like one of those clown statues <laughs> that I used to I, have. You know what? I did, I did clock her clown outfit. Those, <laughs> those big like clown lapels and stuff. Yeah, it did not go unnoticed by this guy. Ugh. So Andrea proposes to the board this this plan. Um, so I guess this is the first time that she has said it. Um, that she wants to make condoms available to all students. And they they hear her out and decide that they're going to consider it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Later at the Peach Pit, Griff, John Griffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I wrote here, Griff over the moon about Andrea. I don't know yeah. what that means, but he is. And Nat, of course, is supportive of condoms. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. <laughs> Nat chimes in and he's all for it. The thing that's extra weird to me about this being John Griffin's final appearance is that suddenly he has more of a character. He has just been sort of a, a, a low watt rival for Brandon. But now all of a sudden he has these feelings for Andrea and he's like a part of the group. So I don't understand why they do that because it, it's happened several times now where they sort of elevate a minor character and then are like, bye-bye. So it's bye-bye. weird. Well, they you know got to keep it consistent, I guess. Parent meeting. So it's at the the Walsh house. And I wrote, it's Donna's mom. We get our Felice. First, first glance at crazy Felice Martin. Crazy. She feels everything strongly. <laughs> Someone I can't, uh, I can't remember who it is. It might be Felice says that Cindy is a, a brave woman to host the, the meeting here. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Cindy then sends Brenda to find Jim because she's, you know, kind of. Uh, anxiety ridden yeah. with all it's these a, people it's a around. Funny little bit too. She's like, "Find your father." Yeah. <laughs> um. So then the the meeting, you know, starts and several parents are are just arguing back and forth. Some yeah. are some are pro and some you know think that if condoms are offered, then that's going to encourage students to to have sex. The kids are watching this. And that and that is uh, not something that most of the adults are cool with either. No. I I think it's Felice even who's like, well, I thought this was a parent meeting. What are kids doing here? Like she she doesn't have any interest at all, and she's pretty rude to Andrea right off the bat. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yes. I don't there... remember. She's she's like, oh, the infamous Andrea or or something like that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. You know, she she's heard tell. She, she lets it known. Yes. Um. So there is so much boom mic in this whole scene just every time it Mike heavy episode every yeah. time it goes to the the full view of all the parents it's just like they can't hold the boom mic high enough apparently not scene. um so donna's mom felice finally stands up and gives this impassioned speech about how condoms are not the answer and then right. who should speak up but donna Uh-oh. speaks up and um, she she gives her own impassioned speech, and then she gives this analogy about a swimming pool. How does she say it? Do you remember? Well, I thought that was a really good analogy. I did actually. too. I, I did too. I don't know that I'd heard that before. She was saying, you know, if you have little kids and you have a pool in your yard, you can tell them don't go in the pool. But you know, if you if you know that sooner or later they're going to find their way to that pool, you're going to want them to have had swimming lessons so right. they don't like die. Right. Which I thought was, I mean, that's a very good, that's a good, it's strong. It's a good analogy. I don't I, know why that's not more I common. I thought so too. And the the parents also, there were many murmurs after, after she said it's that. It's hard. It's hard to refute. Yeah. So after the meeting, the Walsh family uh, is talking about everything that happened. Um, they reference Cheryl here coming yeah. to Beverly Hills. Um, yeah. Because Brandon kind of brings up like, oh, when Cheryl was here, yeah. you know. And then like, find, it gets a little awkward. Season, yeah, it does. I find season one references so odd because it, even already it start, sort of feels like a different show to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that Cheryl stuff just feels – it feels so detached from what we're doing. So I'm glad that they're trying to sort of retroactively serialize the first season. I think it does work. And I always like it, but it does stand out. Yes. There's also here uh, by Brenda a Magic Johnson reference, which we yeah. just talked about. So yeah. they, they're bringing that in, uh, they current events, to, to this episode. 
All right. Next day at school, David, Steve, and Brandon are talking about the meeting and what happened. And David is talking to them about, like, Donna was so vocal about this. And now he's wondering, should he make a move mm-hmm. on Donna? Because Donna seems to be pro-sex, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So they t- they're like, he's like, I need condoms and they're like just go to the drugs like go to the drugstore <laughs> get some condoms David. Right. um andrea yeah. is being interviewed for the news um she i guess invited the news into the school and they without are without permission yeah without permission so yeah. mrs teasley kind of pulls brandon aside and is like Which I think is <laughs> we need to totally, cool her jets <laughs> it's inappropriate though i don't think it's right at all for her to be talking to another student about andrea do you no no definitely not oh, she crazy. should she should be t- talking to her yes. directly. Or just yeah. going in there and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. She yeah, shouldn't I, be talking listen, to Brandon about it. I don't think it's I don't think it's a question of like, is Andrea's point valid? If that were me, I would have walked in there and been like, No, we have a protocol for like how you talk to minors at this school. But right, yeah. Miss Teasley's like, Brandon, come here. What are we gonna do about this? <laughs> I'm not in charge or anything. If anyone, she should talk to David as the vice principal. I would say he would have a little bit of, you know, sway to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> at the okay, so they're at a restaurant. I think this is Kelly, Jackie, David, and Mel are at mm-hmm. a restaurant. Which I thought was this the one that I thought it was their house because they're sitting on the floor, right? Or was this that a different restaurant? I didn't oh, write it here. You know there was a restaurant they were at where they were sitting on the floor eating yeah. at the table. And I thought they were just yeah. at their house. But then it turned out right. to be a restaurant. I can't I remember if that's I, where this is. But, they're confused in my head. I don't know. Yeah. But the four of them are basically just talking about sex and, and the whole subject. Um, and <laughs> Mel says um, that boys, you just have to give them a copy of Playboy and say good luck, which she then <laughs> says he's joking about hashtag um, parenting hashtag yeah. <laughs> but then uh they say it was different uh when they were growing up and kelly says she thinks condoms are not a good idea and kelly asked david if people if guys are obsessed with sex and and he says no to cover Which up is the fact funny, that he is coming from david <laughs> yeah well i think he's trying to <laughs> i think he's trying to play it cool yeah 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 at school, David bought a ton of condoms. He did. He did. <laughs> All the condoms. Yep. Yeah, he, he has, went to Costco and just said <laughs> <laughs> So he's he's showing them all he's showing them all to Steve and Steve's like, Wow. Um and then Steve has a really like longing look at Kelly across the mm-hmm. across the way. Yep. Um, they're not like together. He just like longingly looks at her from yeah. across the quad. Kelly yeah. doesn't want to write about her. So Andrea has asked people to write about sexual experiences to put in the newspaper, which is a right. crazy thing for her to ask yes. teenagers to do. Like if well, they were, if it was going to be anonymous, maybe that's exactly my yes, yep. But she doesn't. She wants it. Uh, whatever. So Kelly yeah. Kelly tells her she doesn't want to do that, which fair enough. I wouldn't want to do that either. So then Andrea is saying she wants students to hand out condoms on the street um (laughs) she's just like going all out on this um and andrea thinks that they're going to try and postpone the vote for um for this program yeah um brandon here is upset that he wasn't asked about the whole handing out condoms thing like andrea and griff griffin have come up with this on their own and they're like you weren't around brandon we decided this without you, and that that makes him pretty upset. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who says this. I wrote, maybe you should get a life of your own. Does he say that to Andrea? He's, I mean, he's very, very uh, insensitive to Andrea throughout this episode. So it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't remember specifically if that's where that was. Yeah. So th- Brandon and Andrea have an argument here. Andrea thinks yeah. Brandon is jealous because she and Griffin got on TV and Andrea is in the spotlight. Uh, in yeah. the background during this argument is an HIV poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is they do that all the time. Well placed. I did feel like this was a weird response from Andrea. And I think it's just motivated by her like 
feelings for Brandon yeah. and, and the way that that relationship is not gone well. Like, yeah. because it's not crazy that he would be like caught off guard that they've made this big decision without talking to the rest of the editorial board. Like, I don't think that's right. And she really like Brandon's not jealous that they were on TV. That's crazy. You know? So yeah. I, it was a lot well, of like, he emotion. seemed a little upset that he wasn't on TV, but I don't, I, I don't think that, is motivating his actions now. No, I don't no, I don't think so either. So Brandon says that love is not a public health issue. And here yeah. Brandon um insinuates that why is Andrea even up in arms about this because she has not she does not have the experience um, right. in this area. Um and that really hurts Andrea's feelings. Yeah. Well I mean it's not a it's not a cool thing to say, especially since no. she offered offered herself to him as a prize. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very recently. Yep. So, so recently. The yeah. next day at school, Brenda said, um, now, what did I write here? Brenda said he put, I don't know. I think Brenda and Brandon are talking about Andrea. And Brenda yeah. said, like, do you realize what you said to her? Like, of course she's upset with you for yeah. calling her inexperienced. And, here, Brenda says that Andrea has feelings for you. Like, yeah. just says it outright. And, Bre like, Brandon doesn't even... He just, like, keeps going. It seems like he just knows and is just not sensitive to it. I don't know. So then Dylan and, and, and Brenda go off on their own. Andrea is is all alone. So Griffin wants to pick Andrea up for something. Where are they going? But she, to, she turns him down. Yeah, to the to the school board vote, right? To the school board vote. Yes. Okay. Sorry, yeah. man. My my notes are illegible. <laughs> they're typed, but they're illegible. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so he wants to pick her up, and she she kind of says no. Um, and he he says that oh, someone has turned in a confessional, and I forget what the title is, but it's something about being a virgin. And this yeah. this upsets her. So she mm -hmm. she kind of goes into the bathroom to be alone. Um, but Kelly and Brenda are both in there. And Kelly here says to Andrea that she's not going to write anything for the paper about her sexual mm -hmm. experiences. Um, and Andrea's like, you know, that's fine. I understand. And so Kelly leaves. And then Brenda says, like, she's just trying to cheer her up. And she's like, we'll go celebrate after the vote, like, it's going to be great. They're going to vote yes, and everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Um, later on, Brandon tries to apologize to Andrea, and that makes her even more upset. She yeah. says the fact that he apologizes for her inexperience makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's kind of just rubbing salt in the wound. It's like he... He's insensitive, but then he goes back and it's like pitying and it just, yeah, it's bad on bad, Brandon. It's yep, uh, bad it's on bad. Not a good look. Not a good look for you, bro. <laughs> bro. Later on at the board meeting, <laughs> the board votes no to the condom plan. And yeah. they, the gang is, is pretty sure that it's because Donna's mom is friends with one of the board members who they thought was going to vote in their favor um yes. but convinced well, because, them because not it comes to. down to a vote right it comes down uh, to a vote from the from the board member who actually seconded the motion to get it on the floor anyway right. mm -hmm. so it was kind of like a shoe-in so when it doesn't happen they're all like what yeah i also want to give a special shout out to john Grif uh, john griffin's uh, sick all denim outfit <laughs> yes it's pretty it's pretty good. And, you know, it would be safe if he's on a motorcycle, too. Yeah, so for good. sure. For sure. Yeah. So the gang still, they're, you know, they're pretty upset by the vote, but yeah. they still want to yeah. pass out these info packets and, and right. you know, keep keep the cause going, basically. But yeah. Andrea is is pretty defeated at this point. Yeah, and she, she's, she's over it. She's, she's out. Mm -hmm. At the Peach Pit, David is trying to get sex advice from Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which was fun. I, I'm trying to think if we've had a David Dillon scene. I think this might be a first. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to, I feel like maybe they have, but maybe not. Possible. Um, Early David Dillon scene. And David that? here says that he knows that he and Brenda got a hotel room at the prom. Right. And uh, and Dylan is like, how do you know that? And it's, right. I assume, because Brenda talks to Donna and then Donna talks to David. So Yeah. Later at home, I just wrote kissing 
And I think it's Brenda and Dylan <laughs> are kissing. Kissing. Dylan here sees that she is writing a uh, confessional about yeah. sex for the paper. And he is yeah. upset by this. And, and I, you know what? I totally side with him on this. Yeah, I, I don't she think didn't cool tell him would... about it. Yeah. She was just yeah. going to publish it, let everybody read it. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it, it just affects them both so much. Like, it, the point he makes is like, well, how many guys have you dated who go to the school? And she's like, uh, Uno? Yeah. And he's like, right, so. <laughs> so they're but... going to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he, he tries to, you know, leave the house, but she basically is like, I'm, you know, says that she won't do it and, and gets him to stay. Um. But he's yeah. definitely upset that she didn't ask him, which 100% understandable. I would be upset as well. At yep. school the next day, Brenda wearing gloves? Question mark. She's just like wearing Ooh. gloves. Yeah, with her outfit. It's elegant. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> um, David is thanking Dylan for his advice, even though didn't Dylan didn't really give him any advice. But David says he's going to wait for the right moment, and at that moment, Donna walks up and says her parents are gone. Uh, they're like out of town or something. And so they're going to be alone at her house that night to watch a movie. Right. And uh, eyebrow raises abound between <laughs> between the guys. So the all the students are getting ready to pass out flyers. Brenda says that she um, tells Andrea that she's not going to write a story for the paper. Kelly was going to pass out flyers, but then decides not to, and she just leaves. Andrea mm-hmm. also doesn't want to go. I wrote here, she's dressed like a cowgirl. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> From clown to cowgirl, the Andrea Zuckerman she... story. <laughs> she does it all. Brandon and Andrea have another little talk, um, where I guess he apologizes again. Kelly, yeah. uh, so everyone leaves. Andrea's still there. Kelly comes back in to get her book, and Andrea you know, hold on, and hold Kelly. On. To, just to, like, the, the apology between Brandon and Andrea, I like that scene, and I like how direct she is, because she tends to, with Brandon, she doesn't often come right out and say it, or she has to get to a pushing, like a breaking point before she says it, but here she just flat out says, my feelings were hurt. And I like when she stands up for herself. Yeah. And I'm glad that she did in that scene. Agreed. So then a little later, she's here with Kelly, and... Continue. Yes. So um, her and Kelly have a little conversation where basically Andrea is like, I wish that I was more experienced. And Kelly brings up her, you know, very traumatic first sexual experience and says, like, she she wishes that she wasn't so experienced. So that's a callback to the slumber party episode. Yes. And and so they have, you know, uh, a good little conversation there where Andrea is like, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's probably, you know, not so bad. And she has plenty of time in her life for all of mm-hmm. that. Um, so then she goes out in the hallway and John Griffin is there. He didn't go with the group. And we find out that Griffin is the one who wrote that confessional about being a virgin. And um, this really surprises Andrea. And Andrea here basically asks Griffin out pretty much did did we jump did we jump the scene with uh andrea and kelly where they had the conversation about brandon though because because i really liked that i think that oh was the scene. yes they do mention when they're talking yeah, Bre- together that andrea is still stuck on brandon yeah. and and andrea is like oh kelly you can have any guy that you want and she's like uh-uh no i can't and andrea is like well who have you you know who have you been rejected by and kelly's like uh brandon yeah he said he he said he, uh, you know, thinks of me like a sister. So I thought that was a really good callback to that scene before and was a good bonding moment because they both been burned by uh, Brandon Walsh. Yes. Yes, they have. Let's let's form a club. The anti Brandon Walsh. Club. <laughs> All right. So at Donna's house, it's David. David and Donna are again are there by themselves. They yeah. have ordered some pizza and David goes to help her pay for the pizza or something and a condom falls out of his wallet right uh which donna (laughs) donna then sees so david then tries to uh get some things going with with donna and she's not subtle no not at all subtle folks um but she says here which really surprised me that she doesn't want to have sex until she is married 
Yep. And uh, David is kind of relieved by this, actually, because it takes um, some of the pressure yeah. off the relationship. But he's also a little confused because she was so like outspoken about safe sex and all that. Yeah. Yes. So it throws him for a loop a little bit. Um, nothing can explain why David's wearing a shirt that is all zippers, but <laughs> the nineties, but he is. And I don't think that helped his cause. No, at all. I don't think so. That's either. all I'm going to say. I don't think the shirt was helping. I don't think so either. I like it wasn't that a Donna, but it didn't help. I like that Donna is becoming like a character. Yes. Like she's got like views and opinions and she's more level headed than originally she was in the series and i like that well the first season she's basically an extra who's just in a car whenever kelly has lines you know she's like bye (laughs) yeah and then she was the dumb one and i guess she's still they still kind of do that sometimes i not dumb she's like the ditzy one i guess but then she has like she has this moment and then she had another moment in a previous episode i can't remember what it was now though where she yeah, Donna's she's shrewd occasionally. Yeah. So the last scene of this episode is at Kelly's house. Jackie runs into Kelly's room and is like, you need to promise me that you're never going to have unprotected sex because I'm pregnant. And that what? Is, what? And that's how the episode ends. Real cliffhanger. Kendra, what is your 90210 snap? My O snap for this episode is is probably the whole scene where Brandon calls uh, Andrea inexperienced, calls attention to that. Yeah. Um, Because I thought that was dumb of him. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. It's it's not considerate. For me, I thought the most, like, dramatic after school especially part was david getting shut down yeah and her being like i'm saving myself for marriage yeah which <laughs> that good, was surprising good for her. i was surprised good for that. her yeah you know I'm, I'm fully support that i just thought the scene was kind of funny because you don't expect that's where it's going and it's such a firm you know in the in the well never mind i don't want to give any spoilers so. <laughs> okay good zip good. i'm gonna zip my lips like david david zipped his entire outfit <laughs> Did you like the episode? Does it hold up? uh, I thought it held up. Yeah. I think it's still like an issue that people argue about today. Yeah. I don't think really any of the arguments there have changed. People maybe are a little bit more uh, realistic about, you know, easy access to birth control and that sort of thing. But I think that the, it is a debate that continues to rage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I would say series wise, it's probably most important for meeting uh, Felice Martin. Yes, and the the resolution that uh, Jackie's got a bun in the oven. Yeah, so which plays right into our next episode. Let's do it. Baby Let's makes five. Do it. The synopsis is having thoroughly missed the point of the previous episode. Jackie Taylor is pregnant. When a series of miscommunications interrupt Mel's plans to propose, it looks like the two may be done for good. Meanwhile, at the Peach Pit, Nat enables underage gambling when Andrea begins to predict the winners of horse races with eerie accuracy. First of all, I want to point out that this episode is included in Mel Gildan's novelization, Two Hearts. Nice. So check that out at your local bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have Billy Vera here as Duke. Uh, and he randomly sang the theme song to the show Empty Nest. Did you ever watch Empty Nest with uh, Richard Mulligan? No. I love that show. It was a spinoff of the Golden Girls, and that and a show called Nurses all sort of took place in the same shared universe, and plots would run through all three of them. So, uh, great show. Not available anywhere. You can't stream it. It's not on DVD. Lame. It's a white white whale of 90s sitcoms, I think. (laughs) Can't find it. Anyway, this is Billy Duke's, uh, sorry, Billy Vera's first of four appearances as Duke on 90210. He was also in Boy Meets World, Kendra. I love it. Baywatch Nights. Nights. Did you ever watch Baywatch Nights? No. Oh my gosh, Kendra, this show, this show was crazy. (laughs) Do you know anything about, you know anything about Baywatch? I know that they run slowly on the beach in red bathing suits. They do. This was a spinoff focusing on Baywatch nights where david hesselhoff's character mitch uh became a pi and he and some of the baywatch gang would solve mysteries and it very quickly became a supernatural like x-files type i was gonna show. say like a scooby-doo type 
type thing? Yes, but it was really like became very weirdly supernatural, which Baywatch, the regular show, is not a supernatural yeah, right. sci-fi show. So it was weird <laughs> that this was. But funny. anyway, Billy Vera was on Baywatch Nights, and he also did a lot of voice work on shows like Rugrats, Johnny Bravo, and Ah! Real Monsters. Ah! Finally, we have Janet Dubois as Arlene, Mel's assistant there at the uh, dental clinic. Mm -hmm. She's best known as playing Willona Woods on the Norman Lear sitcom Good Times. Cool. I thought she was really funny. She was funny. I thought for sure she was going to pop up again, too, because Mel certainly recurs for a long time. But this is her only appearance. Maybe they couldn't afford her. Yeah, maybe not. Probably still cashing good times checks. She doesn't need she doesn't (laughs) need 90210 bucks. (laughs) I'm trying to think of who Billy Vera was on Boy Meets World. I don't know. Man, I just recently rewatched that whole series. So good. Good times has a great theme song, which is not sung by Billy Vera, but it's a great theme song. All right. Well, should we get into the episode? I think we should. We start at Kelly's house. Jackie is looking at a, a baby book of oh my gosh. like Kelly's Kelly's baby photos. Those baby Jenny Garth pictures were so cute. <laughs> they were. Did you think they were? cute? They were. Yes, very like, cute. Boop, boop, boop. Little <laughs> Kelly, so little baby. Um, Jackie's worried that she's you know she's too old for this. She's too old yeah. to have another kid and we find out that jackie hasn't told mel yet that she is Mm -mm. pregnant um, because Mm -mm. kelly kind of asks Mm -mm. her and then kelly wonders well why don't you just take care of it as in why don't you just get rid of the baby if you don't want to have a baby and jackie doesn't really give an answer to that at school the gang is preparing for valentine's day Dylan won't say what he and Brenda are going to be doing. This is a thing through the whole episode. She keeps asking him uh, and he keeps giving her clues. So his clue here is that they will be lying down. That's the clue that he gives. (laughs) This is maybe the worst resolution to a surprise (laughs) that I've ever seen. It is. I hate it. Brenda is dressed like a Sunday school teacher in this scene. You're right. Not in a good way either. No. Uh, and no, they're, they're no. trying to talk to Kelly about, you know, like, oh, what do you think we're going to do? And Kelly just doesn't care. She's right. she's not in a good mood. So David wants to bring Donna to Kelly's house because they're going to all be having the four of them are going to be having dinner, Valentine's dinner at Kelly's house. Um, but Kelly mm-hmm. says no. And David's like, oh, okay. Walks walks away sadly. And Donna is then upset wah, at wah, Kelly wah. Uh, for being mad at David and is chooses this moment to be like, why are you always so mean to him? <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And yep. Kelly, they finally get her to, to say what's wrong. And she tells Donna and Brenda, big mistake, that Jackie is, is pregnant. Yeah. Jeez, Kelly. I don't know why she what the would heck? tell I have them. no That's, idea why she'd do that. Especially because we're about to find out Donna is terrible at keeping secrets. Yes, she is. I mean, Brenda is too. Brenda tells yeah. her whole family later. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so David uh, is in yes. the booth and Donna Donna meets him in the, in the radio booth and apologizes about Kelly. David then tells Donna that his dad is going to propose to Jackie on Valentine's Day. And Donna... <laughs> Donna classic accidentally spills the beans about the baby and is like oh well that must be why like he must be doing it because of the baby Mm -hmm. and then has to tell david all about it and but then donna says well maybe yeah i know donna says well maybe your dad doesn't know and that's why he hasn't mentioned it to you so right confusion already beginning in this Mm -hmm. in this episode at the peach pit Somebody says, what do you think, special a man? I don't know who said that, but I wrote it down because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Spatula man. Spatula man. <laughs> um, so Steve and Brandon, I think maybe it was Steve to Brandon. I don't know because they're the ones talking. Probably. But yeah. Steve talks about giving Kelly a Valentine's Day card. 
Um, and he's like, but I don't want to seem like I'm interested. And Brandon's like, Steve, you are interested. <laughs> right. Everybody knows. Everyone knows you are still secret. interested in Kelly. Right. Nat and Andrea are looking at the um, at the newspaper at horse racing stats and news. And Andrea picks a horse that she's like, this one's going to win. I'm just going to randomly pick. And yeah. it's it's a long shot to win. But she she picks it. Look, everyone, a zany side plot. Yeah. <laughs> and Nat says that he used to have a girlfriend who would randomly pick horses and they always won. And he mm-hmm. didn't, uh, he never believed her. So he never got to cash in on that. He learned his lesson. And the ho- we learned the horse that Andrea has picked. Its name is Lovesick. And Aww. Steve and Brandon give each other a funny, or Steve just yeah. has like a funny look in general in this. Yeah. After she says that, it's a really funny I, look. I think he's teasing Brandon because Andrea's lovesick for Brandon. Right. Yes, definitely. That was my understanding. <laughs> at Mel's work at his dental office, mm-hmm. David comes in and is talking with Arlene. Arlene is so funny. She's always like every time she sees David, she says that he's grown and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's funny. I wrote here, is Mel the voice of a cartoon character? Did you talk about that at some point? Oh. His voice sounds uh, so familiar. I don't know. Okay, you should look that up. I will. Because his voice sounds really familiar to me. Mel shows David the ring um, and David this whole time is you know, we can tell that he's trying to decide whether he should tell Mel what's going yeah. on about the pregnancy. He's assessing the situation. He's trying to be like, do you have anything to tell me, Dad? And right. um, not getting anything out of Mel. But Mel says, remember, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has anything he wants to say. At Kelly's house, Kelly is mad at Donna for telling David, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's Kelly's fault. And here, Donna spills some more beans and tells Kelly that Mel is going to propose to Jackie. Um, yeah. I, I don't understand. Donna is crazy in this episode. Yeah. Just choose to not say anything, Just Donna. Just say nothing. Say nothing. Just keep your mouth shut. Yep. At the Walsh's, Brenda spilling some beans of her own as she tells the whole family about Jackie's pregnancy. Cindy yes. th- then is like, oh, maybe I should call her. And Brenda's like, no, no. I wasn't supposed to tell you, like, this is a secret. And she then tries to get Brandon to tell, um, to tell her what her and Dylan are going to be doing for Valentine's Day, but Brandon won't tell. Mm. Won't tell. You know, Kendra, I did some fact checking, and I don't think, it doesn't look like Matthew Lawrence has done any uh, voice work. Is it possible you're remembering his one-off appearance on the Andy Griffith show, Matlock, playing assistant D.A. Connolly? No. Is that what you're thinking of? That's not it. Probably not. Not it. Okay. Well. Oh, well. I tried. Hmm. I don't know why you sound so familiar. Yeah, I don't know. At, back at Kelly's house, Jackie is now mad at Kelly for telling Donna <laughs> about the pregnancy. Yeah. Kelly yeah. then tells Jackie, Mel's going to propose to you. Ugh. This episode is frustrating. I know. Um. So then Jackie, of course, thinks that he is proposing because... He found out she's pregnant, and so now he feels like he has to propose. Mm-hmm. And Jackie says that she's going to get herself out of this mess. I wrote, it's like Shakespeare. Did they say that, or did I just write that? It, feel, it feels hmm. like a Shakespeare play. It does. I it just, does. I just that was or a listening Doris Day movie. <laughs> to uh, another great podcast, if you're looking for a book-related podcast, besides all the books, is... Thanks, Kendra. <laughs> ...is Book Cheat, where... Um, Dave Warnicky goes through basically just the plot to classic books. He his thing is he reads them so you don't have to. But he just did. Um, do they have an episode on Howard's End? Asking for a friend? No, they do not. Not yet. Darn but it. you could you Darn could suggest it. it. Um, but he just did a Shakespeare episode where it was like this person is this person, and they think it's this person, but it's actually this person, and that's what it felt oh. like to me. That's what this episode felt feels like. At the Peach Pit, Nat calls Andrea. Brandon's girlfriend. Andre is mm-hmm. not there, but he's like, oh, your girlfriend, Brandon, um, even though they're not dating. And we yeah. learn that Andrea's horse won. Lovesick won, won the race. And so Nat wants Andrea to pick again. And Andrea has a feeling about a horse called unrequited. 
<laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Sensing a theme. Uh, at Mel's work, Jackie doesn't have time to wait. She barges right in past Arlene. Mel has a patient in the chair that he's working on. Um, but Jackie says, I can't that, you know, he can't do this. They shouldn't see each other anymore. I'm going to have this baby on my own. And that's that. And yeah. basically leaves. Mel is just this like is, dumbstruck. This is one of those frustrating scenes that yep. only happens on TV. Yep. Where all Mel has to do is be like, I didn't know that. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yep. I still want to marry him. He's just like, but, but, but. Oh. Yep. Oh, I hate, I hate that. It. I hate, I hate that. those scenes. But it's funny because the, the patient is, you know sitting there for this whole thing and then afterwards right. he's like congratulations <laughs> yeah with stuff in his mouth yeah. <laughs> at the walsh house brenda still wants to know what the plans are for valentine's day and yeah, we get boy. another clue it's red and warm and close to my heart oh my gosh <laughs> that's his clue oh. At the Peach Pit, we learn Andrea did it again. She picked the winning horse. And Steve now is wanting to cash in on this. He wants Nat to take them all to the racetrack to to bet on the horses. I have a question. Is there not like a work phone at the Peach Pit? Because every time Nat's phoning in his bet, he's using like the pay phone outside of the men's room. Yeah, I don't know. They must have a back office. Where does he do his accounting? How does he How does he order hamburger buns? <laughs> There's a work phone. There must be. There must be. There must be a work phone. There must be. It's too, it's, he needs to, to use, I don't know. I can't think yeah. of it. I can't think of a reason. At, <laughs> back at Kelly's house, Jackie is, you know, laying on the couch, very upset. Yeah. Um. She says Mel just stood there and she's just upset about the whole thing. And I mean, she's right. He did just stand there. He, yeah, he offered no help. Didn't say anything. No. Kelly wonders again, too aloud to her, why she doesn't just get an abortion if she doesn't want the baby and jackie says that she she can't she can't right. do that and right. here we learn that when kelly was 10 jackie did have an abortion yeah um and so kelly was supposed to have a sibling but uh doesn't now obviously and pretty kelly, heavy i thought it I was didn't, i didn't expect it to go there i know and here kelly says that she has always wanted a sibling um, so yeah, it, it was definitely, definitely a darker, darker scene mm -hmm. at the track, the race. Track, this is the weirdest juxtaposition I, of, I know, plots. I know. I, and also I'm, I'm turning that in. I'm going to make a call. And well, I don't report. understand how they're allowed to be there. Do they not like check IDs before you go into the racetrack or is anyone they, just allowed to be there? I think they probably only check IDs if you're placing a bet. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, I don't really know. Well, I wrote, love the outfits. They're dressed oh my gosh. like Their 1950s. I don't know. The hat game is on point. The hat game is strong. Day. The hat Everybody game is strong. I mean, of course, Andrea is wearing very ruffly yeah. sleeves again, but she's got on this like big hat. Um, and I, I like the all the guys' hats. It's good. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. the outfits. Oh, I agree. I mean, Brandon's looked ridiculous, but I still supported it. Yeah. <laughs> So they're looking at the list uh, of the races. Andrea doesn't have any vibes at first. Mm -mm. That here's where they meet Duke, who hey, Duke. has twice now picked the winners for all six races for the day. Yeah. There's a word Pretty for good. that that they say. I can't remember what it's called, but he's he's good at picking the winners. Andrea finally picks a horse. She picks Big Love. Is the horse's Boy. name? <laughs> Named after the HBO show? Do you yeah, think? yeah, I think so. Right. Back at Mel's office, uh, Arlene thinks that David grew again. <laughs> yeah, he might have. It's been like less than 24 yeah. hours. But yeah. so David and Mel have a talk and Mel is like sitting dejectedly in his uh, dentist chair yeah. and telling David like about what happened. And Mel tells David about what happened. And then David has to be like, well... Actually, I already knew about that because Donna told me this. Right. Kelly told Donna who told me. And then I told Donna about the proposal. And Donna probably told Kelly. And it's a whole mess. Yep. It's a whole mess. So Mel is kind of it, upset. It becomes an episode <laughs> of Three's Company yeah. by the end where they overheard. Another show I'm not yeah. super fond of. Um, what? <laughs> I was Coming never, allowed, I was never allowed to watch it. So. Oh. 
because well you know it's exactly the kind of thing that you don't like because every episode is stressful yeah every episode is like i overheard this and i overheard this oh no i don't like stressful stuff like that i know you don't yeah i know so mel mel is upset but he's like you know David, I would have told you if Jackie was pregnant. I wouldn't have kept that from you. Um, back at the track, Andrea's horse wins. Big Love won the race. Yep. Brandon and Steve want her to n- pick another winner. All or nothing, baby. Yep. And Steve here tells her to breathe through your eyes. I don't know what that was supposed to mean, hmm. but that's what he says for her to do. Huh. Putting pressure on her to to pick another winner. For our listeners, if you're breathing through your eyes, please consult your primary care physician. Yeah, probably shouldn't be doing that. I don't think so. At Kelly's house, Mel comes over and Kelly and Mel have a little talk. Kelly is very unhappy with him. And she says, just because the two of you can't keep your pants on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really funny. It was. Um, Mel says, Kelly, I love her. And Kelly is like, well... Then send her a valentine. That's what she says. Yeah. I think Jackie... Does does Jackie even talk to him in this scene? I didn't write Mm -hmm. down that she does. I don't think so. No, no, no. Because because she talks to David eventually, but she does not talk to Mel yet. I think... But I think she comes out and is like, I'm not talking to you. Oh, well, they don't have a conversation. Yeah, not a real conversation. Yeah. Bike riding. David and Donna are riding bikes. Just through... like the Muppets. Yep. So cute. Yep. Just like the Muppets. And Donna apologizes because she's, you know, it is her fault. I mean, she... she's ruined. She's ruined many lives. She... She's ruined many lives. <laughs> it's really, it's really her fault. Yeah. Uh, everyone is miserable. And David here says, why doesn't he just tell her? No, Donna says, why doesn't he just tell her that he was going to propo- propose before he knew? Which is what right. we're all thinking. Why doesn't he just tell He hasn't just tell said her. that to her. Just tell her. <sighs> Kelly's house. David comes over to talk to Jackie. And they have a little nice little conversation. And he finally explains the whole thing. And explains. Yeah. He was, he's been like working on this proposal for a while. Like before he knew. I really liked the scene between the two of them. Because Jackie, who is like hurt and upset and. Uh, you know, she she doesn't she doesn't show that at all to David. She's just very mature and treats. She's very maternal with him. You know, yeah. she's like, listen, you know, your dad has plans and I don't want to make him give up his plans. And she's so kind to David and just shelters him from all of that, which is it's good. Good parenting on Jackie's part, I think. I think so. And then but then you definitely see like when she realizes like, oh, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of. I know. <laughs> I kind of uh, jumped to conclusions here. She's like, zoinks. <laughs> At the Walsh house, guess what? Dylan still won't say where they're going for Valentine's Day. But uh, his next clue is there are no kids allowed. Right. Where, where they're going. Dylan says that Cindy looks great because. And he is they... checking her out. He's like a Tex Avery, like wolf character in this scene. <laughs> He has hungry eyes when he looks at Cindy. Yep. Uh, they're going uh, for an early Valentine's Day dinner. And Jim here wants to know that Brenda and Dylan's plans are PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to make sure that they are, you know, not going to do anything they shouldn't. They and... are at best PG-13. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way it's under that. And here Dylan gives her one more clue, which is to wear short sleeves. Mm-hmm. What... But did you? Uh, I mean, I know you knew what was going to happen. But what no, did actually, you th- I didn't. I didn't remember. What did you think at this point? Then the clues made no sense to me. I didn't have any. I, I guess I thought they were going to be like surfing or something. Like I thought. I thought tattoo. Oh yeah. Okay. That was yeah. my. That was my guess. Yeah. It's none of That's those things. No. Listeners, back no. at the track, <laughs> Andrea is still still picking. She she needs to pick a horse, and yeah. she settles on Cupid's Wing. Oh, yeah. the name of the horse. Yeah. They're going to put it all on that horse. Uh, an old glue stick, Cupid's Wing. All, <laughs> all of their winnings they're going to put on this horse. So while Nat is off doing that, Andrea talks with Duke, and he says that the horse she picked is a sucker bet because it's just there basically – so that people will see it and maybe buy it. Yeah. It's not It's not going to win. No. So then Andrea runs to tell Nat to change his bet to 
uh, the to horse that to, yeah to Duke's pick, the one that yeah. he was going to pick. But does Nat change it? But we don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. He he places a bet. We don't know who he picks. So they're watching the race, and uh, Cupid's wing does not win, and the the guys are you know pretty bummed. But then we find out that Nat picked the winning horse. Yay! They, Which you know won. what. I thought that was a pretty successful twist because yeah. I assumed it was going to be the classic like he didn't change it. He put the money on the horse and they lost everything or or that he he I did thought change Cupid's it. wing was going to win. Right. That's what I thought. I thought he changed it. But Cupid's wing was still going to win. But they didn't listen to Andrea until. But no, it was actually surprising. So I got to yeah. give him that. Andrea here says that she has learned to quit while you're ahead. Yeah. I also wrote here, how are they allowed to be there? I just, yeah. I don't understand. Because earlier, earlier Nat says, like, I can get arrested for yeah. for this. And this is a good time for a public service announcement from your friends here at 902. And here we go. Um, don't gamble, children. Yeah. If, if you're a child and you're listening, don't engage in professional gambling. Yeah. Just go to Chuck E. Cheese. Play yeah. some, play some games of luck. Yeah. There at Chuck well, E. Cheese. That's, Collect some that's, tickets. That's technically still gambling, but I, I think your but point is... But it's at Chuck E. Cheese, so... Okay. Is okay. what I'm saying. Do it okay. in a safe setting where t- huh. where you're just getting tickets. Okay. You can Not taking a hard tickets. line on child gambling, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's your right. All right. So back at, at Mel's office, Jackie comes in, says that she's made a fool of herself, and Mel says, well, I love your passion. And uh, he also says that he he's all in he's here for this baby like yep. they're gonna have this baby they're gonna be together and uh it's gonna be great yep kisses uh he gets arlene to bring in the ring and then mel proposes right there next to the dental chair yep. uh and jackie agrees to marry yep. him i yes. i'm loving this jackie mel stuff yeah. i really yeah. am I'm, me too i'm here for it yeah. At the Walsh house, Dylan comes over bringing many, many roses. So many roses. Yeah. And he says they're going to a play, but mm-hmm. first they are going to make a stop. First. Yeah. First they're doing this. First. Brenda's vest is insane. I just yeah. want to mm-hmm. throw that out there. It's insane. Yeah, but it's short sleeves, and that's what he asked for. So he did ask for that. At Kelly's house, Steve. Oh, so Steve did send Kelly a valentine's day card but and she also yeah he she also sent one to him though uh yeah, she good, says good thing. she's like good thing good i thing. also sent him one um mel gives a toast um to you know the baby and to to love and donna points out that kelly and david are going to be brother and sister yeah <laughs> which uh does not make Kelly happy, but they do no. kind of already have like a brother sister. Yeah, they kind of got there. So after the whole first season, where David does everything he can to like get yeah. with Kelly, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so you'll re- you'll remember early on. I was like, put a pin in how David's acting right now. Yeah, and here's why. <laughs> here's why. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we find out that the the whole plan that Dylan had was for him and Brenda to give blood. Yay. So they go to a a blood bank. And he explains that he was in an accident. And this is how I don't think has he said how he got his scar on his eyebrow? His ultra sexy eyebrow scar? Yeah. No, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> well, he was in a, a car accident and he went through the windshield. Yeah. And he only ended up with a scar on his eyebrow, which is crazy Not from bad. that. Not um, bad. But we learned that the accident happened on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so he's always wanted to give blood. Um, because that saved him. Yeah. Uh, and Brenda says, this is the most romantic thing that we could be doing as they lay on the table and give blood together. And and to that point, I have two responses. One, no, it's not. <laughs> two, can two children go into a hospital and say, take my blood? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's look it up. How old do you have to be to give blood? I don't. I mean, maybe with parental consent, but no way does a minor go in there and say, yeah, suck it out. No way. No way. Suck it out. (laughs) Uh, This says you must be 17 years old to donate blood or 16 years old with parental guardian consent. Oh, so so they could. Yeah. So they could be doing this. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I, I'm, learn I'm you. not too big a man to admit that when I'm wrong, and I was <laughs> wrong here. Children can donate blood on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and they should. Yes, yes. All yeah, right, tattoos that's... would have been more romantic, I think. But Well, I was like, are they going to get like a permanent tattoo? Because bold. I, it's only season two, so all right. Be bold. Yeah. All right, right. that's the episode. Did you like it? Did it hold up? (sighs) I like the Jackie Mel relationship, but it it was a stressful episode with a lot of confusion and miscommunication, and I generally do not like stuff like that. It just, it's stressful for me, and I don't enjoy watching it. Plus, the whole picking a winning horse thing was just so out of left field and weird it was and and then on top of that the whole brenda and dylan thing didn't really pay off i mean fine giving blood is great but that wasn't i don't know it just it felt like kind of a letdown yeah since we were building to it the whole episode i agree i guess uh i mean as we discuss it i like it less but i really like all the mel and jackie stuff so for that i'm gonna say yes it holds up and yes i think it matters in the series overall yeah i think you need to watch it for for that i was also pretty i mean jackie and mel are the a plot of this episode yeah i mean which is which is interesting that any side characters would get you know, would get the A plot, people who are not in the main credits. But they're adults, too. They're not even, like, kids. Yeah. You know, so I was pretty surprised about that, but I really think, I think it worked. I think it was a really nice payoff, and it was a different kind of story than they've been able to tell, focusing on these two different, very different types of characters. So for that, I think it sits really well in the season, and, uh, yeah, I like it. You like it? I do like it, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. What is your 90210 snap for this? Let's see. I think mine was I'm trying to look what I wrote here. I think it was when she uh she breaks up with mm. with Mel. She okay. just comes in and she's like, "We're done." Yeah. But yeah, see, also also the scene the okay, scene where uh they talk about her abortion was yeah. oh, was pretty snappy mm, as that's well. That's true. That is true. I didn't go with the Jackie breaks up with Mel because I feel like that was mostly played for laughs. Whereas the scene at the end where Mel's like, I'm all in, baby. You and I are going on this journey together. Yeah. I thought that was that was my 90210 snap. That was the height of drama for me. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, well, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episodes 223, Cardio Funk, and 224, The Pit and the Pendulum. The Pit and the Pendulum. All right. Do you think, it, you think it's the Peach Pit? Uh, I don't know. That's kind You're of a sure. stretch, don't you You're think? Not, oh, well... <laughs> Just a guess. Just a guess. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Kendra, where can people find you if they want to? If they want to find you uh, on the old internet? On the old internet. Well, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Etsy, uh, and uh, I can never remember my names. So good luck with that. Cool. No, Just... my, I'm on Instagram at Miss Music Box 2013, okay. and on uh, Etsy, I'm Miss Music Box Crafts. Nice. Uh, outside of this podcast, I also co-host the All the Books show for the David A. Howe Public Library. So you can find that at SoundCloud.com slash All the Books or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, we've got a series of episodes going, but we're also doing a weekly check-in, uh, just sort of talking about uh, what's going on in the world with some of the other library directors that I work with. And uh, so far, it's been fun. So yeah. you can find us there. You can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Miss Music Box 91. I always get those two confused. I know you do. But, uh, it's a real yeah. problem. They're all too similar. I That's know. the thing. I know. You I gotta, need to you change. Gotta, you need a marketing intern to really uh, streamline. Do you, are you all looking for some extra income in this uh, in this time? Oh, you want me to be your marketing? Well, yeah, interns sure. typically aren't paid, though. Oh, okay. Well, sure. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> I well, won't I pay you then. <laughs> I wasn't volunteering. I was just straightening that out for you. But okay. Anyway, take a minute to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Tell all of your friends about it. Young and old, tell them about this podcast where yes. we discuss Beverly Hills 90210. There's something for everyone. There is. Good point. And this Jackie <laughs> Mel episode really drove that point home. Kendra, would yes. you like to do the honors? 9021, here we go.